0: Welcome to the Faith Walkers, and I'm your host, Demetria Moore. I am bringing to you the first episode, Faith to Face Frustration. Um, I am so excited to just bring you this podcast in general, man. The Faith Walkers has been, it has been, it's been in me for a while. So I'm excited to actually bring it out at this season of my life and, and give this to the world, give me to the world, give my story uh, my triumphs, my struggles, just everything to to process it and get it out. So this, this first episode, man, it's just, it's just the intro to where I'm at, you know, uh, what I'm learning and g- gems that I think um, maybe you could benefit from or could be uplifted from or empowered from. So this is just from my heart to your heart. And honestly, <laughs> when you listen to this this episode, I want you to keep in mind that the frustration I'm talking about is really something very small and is something as little as some eggs, some scrambled eggs. And just know that like big or small, no matter what frustration you have, you can build your faith to face it. So let's dive in. Enjoy. Thank you for joining me uh, for this podcast. I'm really excited to share this word slash revelation that I got today during one of the most trying and frustrating times of my life. Um, Just to give you some background, I have been the primary, I say co-primary caretaker of my mom because I do have the support of my wife and my aunt here helping. And it's really been a very remarkable experience, I will say. Um, First of all, my mom was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer about nine months ago. Um, de novo, which means at the start, it was stage four, it had already metastasized and spread to her lungs and her bones. And um, it was it was very much um, a life-changing experience. Um, at the time my mom was living five hours away, single, working, very independent, very high functioning, Um, and boom, this just hit her. It hit us out of nowhere. Um, And after learning that, you know, she was so far advanced and at the time that it happened, her body was already so weak. That I knew that I had to bring my mom to live with my wife and I. And at the time, I really didn't even think about how it would change our lives. Like, I thought about it, but I thought about what my mom needed and what she was going through. And as her daughter, like, I couldn't, I could not do it. You know, it was it was. There was no other way in my mind. So to speed that up, uh, she she moved w- with us um, down in Savannah, Georgia, where we were living at the time. Um, and it was life changing because at the time it was just me, my wife, and our two dogs, and we were basically newlyweds. We had, we had just got married um, the year before, and. Not even a full year before, so it was a lot, man. It was a lot, but our love for her, um, it really, it really, none, nothing else mattered. Nothing else, nothing else mattered. The two of us wanted to make sure that she was straight. Like that was it. That was all. So, speed up. Um, nine months and so here we are, and uh, we've been rocking this thing out and, and and trying to make sure she's good and just able to stay in the fight. Um, you know, and this is this is this has been hard, man. This has been life changing for so many reasons. Uh, number one, you know, we now live in a new town, my wife got an amazing opportunity that neither um, me or my mother wanted her to turn down. It was just not even an option. We like whatever we gotta do, like that's that's what we doing. So we're in another town and and, and my wife has started a new job and she loves it. She's great at it. She's growing in it, <laughs> great potential there. And it's, it's awesome. And then here I am in this, the biggest transition of my life, man. And I'm, I'm taking care of my mom who is, Seems to be, you know, I'm I'm losing more of her day by day, um, and I'm in this new town, you know, where none of us have any other family, and, you know, I'm trying to be a, 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 a cheerleader for my wife and support my wife, and be a cheerleader for my mom, support my mom, you know, and 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 you know, take care of my sister who, you know, emotionally, who's not here, who lived in the same town with my mom pretty much all her life. And then I just came and just robbed her, you know. Um, and not that I intentionally just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the one to take mom. It was just just how the situations lined up, you know, like my sister, you know, she, she her, she's married and she, she has three beautiful children, uh, one in college, another one on the way. And I have a beautiful niece as well. Um, you know, they own a home, um, but there's no bathroom on the, on the bottom level, you know? So it was a situation like that. Like, that's just not, that's just not a good situation for my mom to be in just with the, you know, what she had going on. So it was just like things lined up, you know? And as my mom says now, like, I don't have any children. So, you know, it just kind of, you know, worked out. Um, but, um, nonetheless, man, it, it, it has been extremely hard and it's been an, an extreme transition and i was going through it man i was i was going through it. i have been going through it. i'm still going through it. it is it is a day-by-day process but at at this morning i was at the peak of my frustration that's what i need you to understand like i said all that to say this morning nine months later you know i had i i i have i reached past tense. I I reached the peak of my frustration and I literally cried out to God like God please like help me. Like help me, help me. Like it was one of those type of pleas and it was on my way to the store um to to, to grab something and you know while I was while I was out like in the car I just I just let out a scream and a cry and it just um a wail almost Um, because times are tough man emotionally like they're tough and thank god for my wife and that's let me say that like thank god for my wife um who has held us down me down throughout this experience man like let me tell you something you know god love you when he sends you somewhere to walk with you through the hardest part of your life like period period and God has shown me himself through through so many parts of this journey and I don't I don't want to get that misunderstood I don't don't want that to be missed because even before this started God was showing me his grace so you know I, I have been so blessed my mom has been so blessed in this to to have the support and help um and the love and light that 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 our family and our friends and the people who love us have been sending to us but nonetheless it is us here in this house and it is us in the hardest moments and when no one's here and even the the ones who wish us the wellest (laughs) um when they're not here and when, when we're not on their minds like you know what i'm saying like it's us who are going through that so Man, I I really, really love my wife. Like, I love her. I love her. And I I am left with no doubt in my mind that she also loves me. Um, But, again, in the moment, this morning, where I was, okay? Height of it. The worst of it. You know what I'm saying? Just in that. And and I do have a therapist. (laughs) I do have a therapist, thank God. And she's been great. Like, she's been really helping me process. Because I'm going to tell you. I'll say today I reached the height of my frustration, but there was a point when I I had also thought I had reached the height of my sadness, um, and I have never been one to um, experience depression to the point where you know I've been diagnosed. So I could say man, I'm you know I'm depressed, or people can look at me and say, "Oh man, she depressed." Like as far as I know, like I, I really didn't have any true experience. Um, to know, like, oh, you done not you don't hit that place. So thank God I got a praying, God-conscious, God-loving wife um, who saw me at a place um, and and reached out and got me a therapist who is wonderful, wonderful. I highly recommend five stars, two thumbs up, ten out of ten. Ten, you know, I'm. I'm if you need a therapist and you want somebody who gonna talk you through it and just give you the real and help you process things that that you may have not been able to touch um, or deal with or face, like, let me know, I got somebody for you. But anyway, so um, I had reached a point of of real sadness, like sadness at the thought of losing my mom, sadness at the thought of going through this, sadness that, you know, moving, sadness of having to resign from my job, um, which I have had to to do that. you know, because, you know, moving, you know, I'm, I'm going to finish it, you know, but I've, I've resigned and not accepted another contract, but I've also, in a sense, accepted a job here that I'm not really, you know, I don't really know, like, so it's, it's just a lot to it, so a lot of transitions, you know, things like that, but there was a sadness that, that I had set into, it. and I, to explain this sadness, I have to say it, it felt like, you know, like a cloud was was over my head like a really dark cloud, not just a dark cloud but a raining cloud, like pouring rain. Um and it was a cloud that that I really just couldn't escape and I was really trying um emotionally to get to a place where I didn't feel it all the time. Um and the more we went to doctors appointments and the and the more, you know, test results, and the more it's just it was adding up, man, and I was I was it was eating me up. And uh you know, watching my mom decline. And it just, it, it adds up. So this was happening and I felt this cloud and this rain. And and, and, and it's just, at some point it felt like I could escape. And it was only after I started therapy that I, I felt that the rain had stopped. There was still a cloud, but the rain had stopped. And the more I processed what uh, I was learning in therapy and I was applying it to my life, then it, it felt like I could move from up under the cloud, but then my clothes were wet like soaking wet and you know you you know how it is we got wet clothes and wet socks and wet drawers and you know what i'm saying it's just it's it's, it's, ugh. it's ugh. that's all i can say that's how the only way i can describe it is just soaking wet clothes man and the more you know i i i i get into therapy and i and i wrestle with these emotions and these thoughts you know it's like i'm i'm taking off one piece of article of of wet clothing at a time you know one sock at a time, and then when I, when I, you know, sitting in therapy and processing that stuff, and it's hard, man, it's hard to to, to look at those emotions and look at those feelings and go there and sit in it and, and wrestle with it and then own it and then do something about it. Like, that's a process. It just does not happen in one session. So, you know, the more you do that and, and, and walk through that process, you start taking off. I did anyway. I started taking off, you know, I, I am. I am taking off. You know, one one article at a time, and and getting myself dry, so I can I can see the sun, man. Because yeah, it was a dark, raining, thunder, lightning, cloud above me. But I stepped, you know, from under the cloud, and yet the cloud follows me, you know, right now. And I see it, and I can at any point get trapped under this cloud again. But I'm working through it. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the work. I'm trying to. Uh, so that was the part of the sadness and and honestly grief is 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 crazy man like i can't even explain grief besides it's like and i heard this somewhere and it resonated but grief is 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 love that has no place to go um and and but i felt like my love still had you know some place to go and 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 i'm trying to give it to my mom and and it's like the love i want to give her is to take this all away and make it all better, and because I can't do that, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, the love ain't, not that it's not there, but it's not enough, like, I, I, I can never do enough, Um, and I'm wrestling with, you know, I'm wrestling with <clears throat> accepting my limitations, so, again, this is, this has been, this has been a process, Um, and this morning, I found myself finally, finally, finally crying out to God, and He led me to. I was just talking to my wife at the at the table, and we were just talking, and we stumbled upon a, the story of, of Moses, and 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 I and I was saying to her, um, just about how when you walk with God, like you just trust that no matter what you're going through, it's 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 working out, like He's he's okayed it. And even if it doesn't make sense, and even if it's not fair and, and all of that, like if you just, if you just keep, keep going and trust them that, you know, it makes sense after a while, even through the hurt. So I was saying how, when you have that relationship with God and that assurance in God, that, you know, you communicate with God and God communicates with you, And in that communication, you know, and you feel uh, that God got you. He got you, even when you don't really, you know, always like sure about it, you're sure about it. Even in the doubt, you're sure about it. So um just searching for that place, you know, um, and and wrestling in that place this morning. This is that's where he led me, that story. And then I, I wanted to to walk with it through her. And we 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 found it in Exodus and we talked through it. And I found Moses and I see him in another light. I respect him in such another way. Um, and his relationship with God and, and and the way he approached God, um, and the way God approached him. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you and I want you to understand where we're at, where Moses is. He's he's leading these people, he has been leading these people for like almost 40 years at this point. <clears throat> um, I mean the total is forty years, I don't know where they are at this point, but I do think the total is forty years. But anyway. Um, he's leading these people and they're stubborn and they don't trust God like he trusts God. And he's like, I didn't even want to do this in the first place and God got me doing this. And like, where, what is this? Like, what is this? So now he's He's like, he's frustrated. Like he is at the height of his frustration in, in, in Exodus 33. And it says, then the Lord said to Moses, depart and go up from here and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt the land of which I swore to Abraham Isaac and Jacob so he's telling him to go to the land that I promised your people like go to that place and he's saying I'm gonna send an angel with you and you're gonna take out all these people and just go up to the land flow with milk and honey and I'm, I'm, going, I'm going I'm going I'm gonna be in your midst <clears throat> actually he saying I would not go up in your midst um, because I'm mad at y'all so <laughs> Moses is leading a people that God wants him to lead that God is mad at and Moses in the middle of this is like, I'm over this. Like, I'm over this whole situation. So, um, at verse 4, he's, Moses tells the people of the news, like, God ain't fooling with y'all. He's like, y'all stiff-necked, y'all hard-headed, y'all don't listen to him. And he really want to just take y'all up out of here, but he's just really trying to reset. So, y'all need to just go and figure out, like, what's going on with y'all. So... <clears throat> And later on in, in the verse, um, or in verse seven, it says, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, from all these people that he mad at, like that God mad at. He just needed to get away from them. And he called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So I mean, there's a lot here, okay? The fact that Moses is trying to get away from these people, but who he runs to is God, and he builds a place where he can go meet with God. And even though, like, he knows that God is mad at the people, he allows, he opens it up. Like, he doesn't make it a space just for him. Like, y'all can come meet with God if y'all want to, but he builds it outside the camp. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to move away, like, get outside and, and, and let people come to where you at and where the peace is. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to get, you can't build peace in some situations. You can't build peace amongst some people. So you just got to set your camp outside, build your peace. And if they want peace and they want to have and be where you at and, and, and they'll come, they'll come. So then it says in verse eight, so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose And each man stood at the tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. So they still had respect for Moses and reverence for Moses. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And the people saw a pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshiped, each man in his tent door. So Moses builds his tabernacle outside of the camp in sight of the camp um and whenever moses enters this camp a pillar a cloud drops and all the people see it and verse 11 says so the lord spoke to moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend i mean (sighs) and he would return to the camp but his servant joshua the son of nun a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. So I don't know if you know, but if you do know, later on, Joshua becomes the leader, right? So it's amazing to me that this whole time that Joshua is inside this camp in in this tabernacle, I'm sorry, and he he doesn't leave it. So he stays in the presence of God. And it says that, verse 12, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, I'm sorry, did I let me go back? Yeah, so so I already said the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So Moses, <laughs> this is amazing. Like that God will come and talk to Moses as a friend, face to face. And that's the part, like I wasn't even reaching for that when I came to this story. I was just trying to share the story with my wife about, you know, Moses seeing God like in the cleft of the rock seeing God. And then I stumbled across this verse, verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Like the relationship that you gotta have with God to speak to him face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So then Moses said to the Lord, so he talking to him, they, you know, they intended he talking to him. See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way, that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight. And consider this, that this nation is a people. So Moses is frustrated. And I completely feel that and read that in this text and in that tone, because I, I've been there. I know that feeling I was there this morning. That God you, you 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 told me to do this. I know I, you you got me in this, but I'm feeling like this and I'm trying to do this and this is going on like if 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 we good like you say we good, then show me something. And it's crazy because Moses is like, you ain't even show me who you trying to send with me. And the whole time if you go back to the verse prior to where it talks about that joshua um was his servant and he did not depart from the tabernacle so really his frustration was the answer was that it was really joshua he just didn't know it so but when god answers him um he doesn't he doesn't even address any of his frustrations he doesn't even address his concern he just says he just says verse 14 my presence is We'll go with you and I will give you rest. So <laughs> he understands that Moses is frustrated. He's not even saying, Moses, you shouldn't even be frustrated. Like he's not saying that. He was just saying, keep going. I'm with you. And everything you frustrated about and everything that's irritating you and everything that's working your nerves, I'm going to give you some peace about it. I'm going to be with you. And me being with you is enough. The rest I'm going to handle. The rest, I'll take care of. I just need you to know that I'm with you on this journey. So verse 15, he says, Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here.'" So Moses is like full on like, Okay, I will go if you say you going. But if you ain't going, you might as well leave us right here because I'm not going. And he continues, For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? Except you go with us. So you gotta, you gotta separate us from all the people on the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. So he told, he told Moses, listen, just go. My presence is with you. And Moses, like, okay, I'm only going if you going. And since you're going. Since you going I need you to do this I need you to do this and God is like okay I'll do that and I'm only gonna do it because you found grace in my sight and I'm only gonna do it because you are my friend and I know you by name like we close like that like you can ask for that so understand some of the stuff that we ask God for like do you even have that privilege do you even are you even in that place to ask God for that like that is such a challenging piece um and that's why I got a lot of love for Moses because he at that place with God so then he says then he says so verse 17 so the Lord said to Moses I will also do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and I know you by name and Moses said please show me your glory so Moses ain't even done it he was like okay all right but I need to see, you. I need, please, please, God, he is at that place of desperation, like, God, okay, all of that is all well and good, but I, 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 I need you, I got to see you, God, I, you know what I'm saying, like, that is such a beautiful, it's, it's like a bittersweet place, like, I know, like, it is such a bittersweet place, but God says to him, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see my face and live. So he's saying to Moses, Like, <sighs> oh, Moses, I love you so much. Like, you, you, oh, like, you sold my dog. Like, I want to do this for you, but the reason I can't is because if I do, you're going to die. So he was like, Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. He said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock so it shall be while my glory passes by that i will put you in the cleft of the rock and i will cover you with my hand while i pass by then i will take away my hand and you shall see my back but my face shall not be seen so he he knows that he can't let moses see him but he's going to let moses feel him like he like moses you can't see me but you're gonna feel me like you won't see that i'm there but you'll feel that I'm there. You'll know that I was there. And you might not see my face, but you're gonna see my back. Like I'm coming through there. And 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 the protection of, of covering the the you know, putting him behind the rock and, and 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 the touch and the feel of his hands covering his face, man. Like, listen, listen, listen. I don't know about you, but I want the heart posture of Moses, I want the relationship with God that Moses has and I thank God this morning that in the height of it all, I mean the most intensified piece of of frustration I felt throughout this whole journey, this is the word that God gave me and I want to give it to you because I don't know who you are, I don't know where you are, I don't know what you're dealing with, and I don't know what you're frustrated about and I don't know what's irritating you but I want to tell you That if you just go, his presence, his presence is with you. And on your way, I want you to keep asking God for more of him. And he's going to reveal to you as much of him as he can reveal. Just continue to be faithful. And I know know it gets hard and and I know it's such a challenging time for you. But just keep going. He is with you and he's going to give you rest. Be blessed. You're unstoppable. Hi, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that podcast this afternoon. Um, it was such a blessing uh, to give you that. And I got to tell you, no matter what the frustration is, um, Give it to God, like truly give it to God and and, and just know that his presence is with you. Um, I was frustrated over some cheese eggs, man, like literally some eggs. So it doesn't matter what the frustration is, what the irritation is, just trust that God got you and you good. I can't wait to see y'all back for episode two. Welcome to the Faith Walkers.